Welcome to the Back in Business podcast with me, Liz Barkley, CEO and Director of Public Affairs Policy and Communications, Simon McVicker. And we're talking to Eve Rudhouse, Chief Officer, Culture and Economy at Leeds City Council. Now, we've been in Leeds, Eve, on our virtual tour of UK cities. We heard very positive things said and businesses that are really optimistic about Leeds as a place to do business in. But it sounds like the buck stops with you when it comes to thinking through the challenges and opportunities for the region's economy and how business can be supported by the City Council to rebuild. What are you thinking? You know, we are concerned about small businesses. What's your areas of concern? So, well, um, firstly, thank you for inviting me. Um, secondly, um, just responding to your question, in Leeds, it's been an incredible year, like every other city in the UK, in terms of the changes that we've seen in our economy, um, the way that COVID-19 has accelerated underlying trends that were there before in a way that we couldn't have imagined. So what I mean by that is the speed at which we've switched to home working, the speed at which we've adopted to consuming services in new ways, you know, as, as consumers and, and um, delivering those services. The issues that we've seen emerging on the high street in terms of the clicks and bricks type trends, and sadly also a significant increase in unemployment. We've got a 95% increase in unemployment since March 2020 in, in Leeds as a city. So uh, when you ask the question, what am I thinking about? I'm probably thinking about all these things in terms of how we as a city need to provide leadership to support a healthy recovery. And um, we, we did a lot of thinking over the summer to put forward our economic recovery framework for the city, which provides a way for us to kind of have a shared language with our partners across the city, whether that's businesses or whether that's skills providers to be able to um, successfully find our way um, through all of this together. So um, what do you mean by shared language? So I guess if we, so in Leeds we're really collaborative and I don't just say that, I mean, a lot of cities say they're collaborative, but honestly, I believe that Leeds is one of the most welcoming collaborative cities that you'll, you'll come across. So there's really strong partnerships between the council and business, but also between other um, public sector organizations and um, institutions in the city like the universities. Um, and um, I think what we were trying to do for our economic recovery framework is create um, a way in which we can all talk together about how we work through COVID. So we um, set out three themes in our economic recovery framework and we use the language of a need to focus on uh, responding and continuing to respond to the COVID-19 emergency. So as a council, we've had to do a lot of heavy lifting, as have a, a lot of other uh, local authorities across the country, to get emergency grants out to businesses, um, to pivot our employment and skills services, to be able to respond to what people need to get back into work, um, and to really sort of just adjust some of the projects we already had underway to make sure that they were still fit for purpose. Um, but then we also, um, in our recovery framework, talk about reset and renew. And by that, we mean um, 
that we need to take stock and understand where we've arrived because of COVID-19. So um, I touched a little bit when I spoke earlier about acceleration in trends. So what are the implications for the city centre and the district centres and what does that mean for the projects and the partnerships that we need to put in place to uh, make sure that our city and district centres continue to thrive? And then the third um, theme is about building resilience. So we still believe that the three strategies that we had as a city before COVID, which are um, being the best city for health and well-being, addressing inclusive growth, and tackling the climate emergency. We still believe that those three strategies are the most important strategies for us to focus on. Um, and therefore, as we take these decisions about how we respond to COVID-19, we need to keep those things in mind and we need to make sure that we're building resilience into the economy as we respond. Um, after 2008-9, we didn't pay enough attention to some of those things and our, our economy in Leeds actually became more unequal and COVID-19 has just exposed some of those inequalities again. And so we've really, really got to make sure that as we come out of this recession, that we don't lose sight of um, those issues and we really pay attention to them. Really interesting for me on a communication level, um, you know, and working in partnership, that this is the first time I've, I've heard somebody talk about the shared language. <laughs> well, I've been, I've been, wittering on for years about the need to be speaking in the same language otherwise we end up going down different routes but it's just I just find that fascinating that that's something that you've really pinpointed um, as being important um Simon I don't want to take up the whole <laughs> of, of this interview so I'm sure you've got I'm sure you've got somewhere you want to go but can I just check before I hand over to Simon what was that figure you said for unemployment a 95% increase in unemployment since March of 2020. Um, I thought which, that's what you'd said. Yeah. So in one of our most disadvantaged neighbourhoods, we've now got um, Gipton and Hare Hills, we've now got 16% of the working age population claiming universal credit. That's really concerning because that can have a really significant implication for that community. We also know that in Leeds, we've got over 50,000 people currently on furlough. Um, that, that actually increased by 22% in January from December when the, the new national lockdown came in. So welcome the kind of announcement from the Chancellor to have furlough in place through to September because hopefully that will mean that businesses, businesses have a chance to recover and bring staff back in rather than those staff being let go and seeing those unemployment numbers increase even more. And, and we needed that certainty for longer. Yeah. I've, we've had, I've heard some good feedback from businesses about the fact that, that they feel that that's really helpful in terms of knowing where the goalposts are in terms of business support. And also businesses seem to feel that that's fair, actually, they, the, in terms of the support that's been, that's been announced. Can I, can I go back to what you said earlier about, um, about how you care for your high street, etc.? I mean, you know, we're talking to a lot of businesses across the country in the cities. And of course, uh, there's a wide diversity in small businesses, as you can imagine. And, um, uh, you know, people in the tech area and the digital area um, uh, are, tend to be more optimistic. And um, I think there is a lot going on in the economy for them. And I think that is happening in Leeds. And I think we'll come back to that. But... If we go back to the high street and, 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 you know, you said it was very important to you and I, I've read stuff that you've said 
that says how important it is to keep the high streets in Leeds going. And we know you've got those very beautiful old Victorian arcades with all those lovely shops and whatever. Um, you know, here in London, it's been a huge hit on, on the high street. And a lot of the big shops especially are struggling. But, um, you know, your little craft shops, et cetera, maybe in the suburbs are also now struggling from things like rent. Uh, I mean, in many areas of London, the council is the main landlord and the rents are just exorbitant and they just cannot afford to pay those rents. I mean, what sort of initiatives are you going to take in Leeds to try and save businesses on your high street? So we've got some very immediate actions we're taking um, now that we've got the roadmap to the lifting of restrictions and taking a really coordinated approach across the city centre and district centres, which, you know, some really practical things like refreshing all the signage and making sure that it's really welcoming, but still clear in terms of people feeling safe. Um, we're investing in a marketing campaign to try and ensure that people feel confident about coming back into the city centre and other key locations across the city through our Visit Leeds website. And whereas that would normally try and target people within a two hour drive of Leeds, we're actually initially targeting the residents and the surrounding areas of Leeds where normally we wouldn't need to do that work. So for example, people that live um, in places like Selby, Harrogate, uh, Skipton, that would normally just come into Leeds, we're sort of working to encourage them to come back into enjoy the specifics of a city centre as opposed to their local centre um, and other sort of things like uh, investing in programming of events over the summer working with our business improvement district we've got a really good business improvement district in Leeds city centre so looking at how we can animate spaces and work with them um, and we're also looking at um, sort of small things like uh, we're about to launch a, a small grant scheme out to um, some of our kind of music providers in the city, just giving them really small grants to be able to put on live events with reopening um, to be able to get some of those things happening again in the city and support that to encourage people back out. We've also worked with independent businesses really proactively throughout the pandemic. So we've met regularly with an indie group and then through that we've been able to sort of support and amplify them on a, on a sort of... Um, piece of work they did before Christmas called Buy Leads or hashtag Buy Leads, which is a brilliant campaign, which was grassroots led. And we just backed it with some of our resource and support um, to encourage people to buy from local independent businesses. And we're going to be doing something again with them um, in the coming months too. So really kind of looking to actually back the ideas and the businesses that are already here rather than us as a council going oh well we think this is the best answer um, but equally taking steps where it's the right thing to do um, the other thing I think that's going to be a challenge for most cities and um, you know larger towns as well is going to be vacant units on the high street in the short term so we're also looking at how we can partner with landlords around that just to try and improve the look and feel of some of those units so that it, you know when people do return they're not sort of taken aback by some of those empty units because in Leeds like many of the cities we will have a large Debenhams that's empty mm. um, top shops vacated and they had a very large uh, presence as well although we we know that that unit is going to be taken by somebody else but it's just making sure that we manage some of those transitions and 
and Simon, I think there's a there's a piece in the longer term as well. So all those are examples of very practical, in my language, the response. But the reset and renewal stuff is even more important. And uh, so we've got a city conversation going at the moment where we've asked people to comment and tell us how they're going to use the city centre in the future and district centres. We've had some brilliant engagement with that. We've 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 not closed it yet, and we've had over seven thousand individual comments about the city centre. Um, and almost 2,000 responses to the survey. So there's a real interest in it um, and a wealth of information there that will sit alongside some work we're doing in partnership with Arup, who some people might have come across, that's really going to help us understand what steps we need to take, what partnerships we need to build to be able to really get those city and district centres thriving and supporting those businesses. Have you, uh, have you looked at the... Uh... The, the councils here in London, East London, who use a lot of their vacant units to set up these work hubs and um, encourage uh, mostly freelance people to go into those units and to set up businesses within those units, you know, hire by the desk. Um, and uh, they've been very successful across the country. But if the, the, the best ones have always started by the local authority working with the private sector to create these work hubs? So it's an idea that we certainly had some informal discussions about, more in Leeds, about looking at some of our district centres to, to yeah. quite a lot of um, work hubs in the city centre in Leeds already. Yeah. Um, but probably a bit like the phenomena in London where you've got some people staying more in the suburbs. Mm. We also have quite a lot of um, towns as part of the Leeds Local Authority area. So whether be, for example, Boston Spa, Otley, yeah. um, Horsforth, places like uh, places like that. So those those what what we've sort of tentatively been talking about is is there something we could do there either in partnership with um, as, as part of our buildings or as part of community assets to help them find another revenue stream? Because we do think that whilst people will go back to the office, they're not likely to be going back to the office five days a week. Yeah. And on those other days, they might not want to work from home either. So they might want a step in between where they can go and work locally, access some of the local services. Um, so um, it is interesting what other councils are doing in that space. Um, and I've also seen, Simon, I think, I can't remember whether it's Hull, but um, I know there's another local authority where they've kind of got an incubator space for retailers as well, where you can kind of have a can have a shop unit and you have it for a certain period of time rent free to get going and then a pop up yeah like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah, but yeah. but all together collectively to yeah, kind of yeah. create that and yeah. i really like that idea too and i think that's yeah. something we'll as we take making sense of all the feedback we get through this work we're doing at the moment yes um look at some of those ideas that other local authorities have had as well and see what where we can use um, either money that we've got or some of the money that's been announced yeah. by government through some of the, you know, the levelling up fund and the community renewal fund and so on to see whether there are opportunities to do some things like that. My feeling is that Leeds is quite a young city and it's got a young population, um, probably linked to the university, whatever. But, but, I, but we talked to somebody recently who had chosen to start his business in his 20s in Leeds because of the environment, because of the schemes that were on offer to him there and not elsewhere. So, um, I mean, if you can get people to come into the city to, to run their businesses, of course, obviously they will use the other services, the pubs and the restaurants and, and the general good vibe there is in the centre of Leeds. Yeah, absolutely. Leeds is, Leeds is a young city in terms of population. Um, 
and it does have a kind of fantastic vibe in that that sense we also have a lot of students that come to Leeds for to to come to Leeds University Leeds Beckett Leeds Trinity some of our um you know other universities as well so um it, it has that vibrancy to it and we've been working for a long time on trying to make sure that those students that um, choose to come to Leeds actually then choose to stay and to either to build their career here and across the wider north or, or start their business here and Leeds I think over the last 10 years um, has now become a place where you really can as a 20 year something um, yeah. <laughs> see, see a career path for yourself um, so I grew up around here and I, I left the north to go to university and lived in London for a bit um, and uh, kind of I think I've seen that real a real shift since um, you know I'm in my 40s so I think there's been a real shift over the last 10-15 years particularly with the digital businesses that are now growing in the city so if you've got an interest in digital you can literally build some skills up and work for an organization like NHS Digital then you could go and work for a private sector organization like Sky um, and then you could go and you, you could go and work for another organization like BGSS or Crisp and they're they won't be brand names to people on this podcast, but they're amazing companies. So Crisp is an organization that does online brand protection internationally, is growing at a rapid pace and works with some of the world's biggest brands around that. Um, and so, so we've got some really exciting employers in the city. But Eve, um, am I right in thinking you've been working on that for quite a long time in Leeds, on the digital transformation of the area, on the infrastructure, on the attracting of those businesses into Leeds? Um, this isn't, uh, I know everything's been accelerated because of COVID and, you know, everybody uh, needs to go digital now and some have been left behind. But am I right in thinking that Leeds has led the way to a certain extent on this yeah it's not by accident at all and um it's also not all down to me because i've only been at the council for three years or just just about almost just about three years um but the leadership um of the council in terms of political leadership and then our chief executive have for a long time understood the potential of digital and therefore invested in big and small ways so by that i mean um you know being supportive of um, nurturing the digital ecosystem so anyone that's close to the digital sector knows that it's not just about having big employers it's also about having a really attractive vibrant network of people that work in the sector so the Leeds Digital Festival for example we've been sponsors of that as a council ever since it began um, and that's just gone, that started off very small and that's now become almost like a flagship event for the city every year, just showcasing what we have to offer. Um, and the same with some of our networks like um, FinTech North, which we was born out of Leeds and represents the whole of the North. It's now a brand name that's recognised in London in terms of the recognition of the things that we do in Leeds and the North in terms of FinTech. And we've always back them with small grants and support as well so it's, so are it's, you confident then that you will have the skills that you need in order to really thrive post-covid you know to to re you're talking about resetting but the skills to renew so um we talking to our digital sector pre pre-covid a lot of them would say actually they felt that they had quite a good supply of skills coming in from the ground up 
their harder challenge was perhaps um, specific technical skills in particular areas and attracting more senior talent. Interestingly, I think uh, that will be resolved by businesses being less anxious about people potentially having to actually live in Leeds to do some of that work, which sounds like an odd thing for me to say, wanting to advocate for Leeds. But, you know, I, I know digital businesses, businesses now for those really niche roles are less con because of the freedoms of have almost been put out there by people working from home seem less anxious about them hiring. But I'd also hope actually that I think, um, you know, more senior people that have those more senior skills might actually look outside of London. Sorry to you both being in London, but look outside of London because they might think, well, actually, I've lived in London for however long. I'd quite like a change. There's an option. There's some great businesses up in um, some of our, our cities in the north of England. Because it's not just Leeds. There's great opportunities in Manchester and Newcastle as well. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of I hope that we'll also see people maybe evaluating what they want from their life and their lifestyle and maybe choosing to come and work with businesses in Leeds as well. If I could just then say to you, if I was a young person wanting to set up a business and I was pretty open-minded to where that could be, what do you think is the selling point that you'd sell me that's unique to Leeds? Um, well, I, I, don't, I say this, I don't mean, really don't mean this to be trite, but we are really, we are a really, really welcoming city and we are really committed to supporting entrepreneurs so one of the particular things that I'd highlight is um, that we've we've been working um, for a couple of years now um, on our focus on, on our innovation ecosystem and how we back entrepreneurs. We went through the Massachusetts Institute of Technology Regional Entrepreneurship Accelerator Program. And through that, we did a load of deep analysis of our innovation ecosystem and um, through that then identified where we had weaknesses and gaps and what did we need to do to support our entrepreneurs. And one of the things, Simon, was making sure that we really signpost and guide people. So we had a, we, what I would characterize it as, is we used to have a problem that everyone was very kind. So you as an entrepreneur would say, talk to somebody and they say, ah, I know someone who can help you with that. And they'd pass people around the city and eventually you'd get to the person that would help you. And that's great, but actually, uh, we are now looking at a situation where we're saying, come here to, as an entrepreneur and we will signpost those people and make that process really easy for you. Is that you, the councillor, saying that? Is that what you're doing? We're doing it in partnership with the university, right. with corporates and entrepreneurs. And that's the other thing that I think is yes. unique. So we're not looking at it as a public sector issue. We're working with partners and because that's what got, um, participating in something like MIT REAP gives you. It gives you a partnership and you put entrepreneurs at the heart of it and then working across those institutions and the, with, with corporates and entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. you can really, really deliver something that really backs entrepreneurs. Yes. And this comes down to another question, Eve, that um, I, we've been thinking a lot about. Um, how much of it is down to that support, to being signposted, to, to meeting the right person, to finding the right guides? Um, and how much of it is down to funding and investment? Mm, good question. I think it's a bit of both, isn't it? And um, one of the things that we're also really, really focused on um, that came out of some of the research we did is that there are a lot of barriers that we put in place for people to become successful entrepreneurs that are often about like you know the situation you find yourself in life so have you got access to 
finance to be able to bankroll yourself to start a business? Have you got access to networks where people are going to support you? So in the, in the programs that we're building up, we're also putting inclusion and diversity really um, right at the heart of them. And in the design, because uh, what we want to do is give everyone an equal chance. So we get the most diverse set of entrepreneurs in there. The access to finance one is one is the next is one of the things we're going to be quite focused on over the next few years, trying to tackle that. We've supported an, an angel investment network called um, North Invest through the council. They're, they're brilliant. They've been going for a couple few years now. They've really got that angel investment network going um, across, again, across, born in Leeds, but across the north. You might notice a theme here. And, <laughs> and um, as a result of that, we're starting to see more activity there. But we've got a lot more to do to just kind of um, make sure that that full sort of access to finance um, is in place. So businesses can see how they, how they get to that support and that investment to be able to really succeed. So in terms of then making Leeds an attractive place and um, maybe um, attracting young people or, or anybody really, do you think you need a mayor? Because other people, other cities nearby you have a mayor and they're quite prominent nationally and they're talking up for their area. Leeds doesn't have that. Um, now you may get it, of course, that may happen, but do you think you lack that? Um, so we are getting a mayor because there's you an are. election on the there's an election in May well, for a proper uh, West, mayor. Yeah, yeah, proper. Yeah, de- like, de- like an Andy Burnham. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't comment. I, I'm yeah. in a politically protected yes, yes, role yes, at the I council, understand. so I, I couldn't comment yeah. on political. But when I say that, I, I, <laughs> his sort of powers, you know, uh, that sort of powers. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, it's yeah. for the it's for the whole of West Yorkshire. Okay. Um, and the 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 candidates that we have, um, we have Tracy Brabin is standing as oh, a Labour Labour candidate. Wow. Well, yeah. And. Um, yeah. Account councillor Matthew Robinson from Leeds is the is yes. the Conservative candidate, yes. um, and um, councillor Stuart Galton also from Leeds is the okay. uh, is the Liberal Democrat candidate. And I'm ashamed yes. to say I don't remember the name of the Green candidate, yeah. but there is also a Green candidate. Yes, yes. So um, that that election is coming up. Um, so with that, we have we have done a devolution deal with the government, or rather, the that's, politicians have I done a devolution deal. Yeah. yeah. So that's unlocked yeah. Um, yeah. a gain share arrangement whereby we've already received thirty-eight million pounds to invest. Wow. And that's there will good. be um, annual additional investments for for the region. Um, but um, so that's so that yeah so that's kind of moving forwards. Um, and um, and I think well I think what I would say though is I'm not I think on the you could make the argument that not having a mayor's held us back, but I'm not I'm not sure it. It has, it has, but it can also, I'm sure it will enhance things having a mayor. Yeah. We, we, I mean, we, um, we, I think we are lucky in Leeds and Yorkshire to have some phenomenal leaders, um, both in the public and private sector. Um, you see them in healthcare, you see them in the universities, you see them in local government, um, but, but across the private sector as well. I mean, I have, since I've been in this role, I've met, and made friends with you know some fantastic people that work in business in 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 the city in the region that really actually deeply care about the city in the region as well um so they want to have good strong businesses but they also really do care about 
that business, you know, and the impact of that business on the place and the contribution they make. Um, so I count myself lucky to work in, yes. in and for um, Leeds. Um, when we've talked about partnerships, you've mentioned uh, universities a few times. What does the ideal partnership look like to bring that economic development to the Leeds, re the region, the area? Oh, that's like an ideal partnership. <laughs> Does an ideal partnership always exist? I suppose where I, well, what I would say, and Liz, in response to your question, is that I think the ideal partnership is where you understand your strategic aims and objectives that you have in your respective organisations and that you look to see where the strategic alignment is. And then you work within that context and then you understand how your organisations are sort of moving and try and keep those, you know, keep those objectives aligned and keep the sort of people in mind of the, of the city and the region that you're there to serve. I think if you keep those things in mind, then that results in a really strong partnership. And underlying all of that is always, it's always about relationships. It's always about relationships and investing time to make sure that you know the key people that are working in those organisations and that you really can just pick up the phone to them and that they can ask you, you know, we really help each other out. You know, if someone says, I'm doing this piece of work, it's like, ah, there's a piece of work we're doing. Let's link up. Let's do it together. Let's support one another. Um, so are you optimistic then that your recovery framework with those strategic objectives uh, aligned and the right partners in place is going to lead to a vibrant area in the next, when, three years? I am really optimistic for the city and the region, but uh, the, the, temp the thing I will say to temper that is that um, we absolutely, starting where I, uh, finishing where I started in a way, we, we cannot lose sight of the people that have been most impacted by COVID-19. The people who have been most impacted are the people in the most disadvantaged areas that were already uh, vulnerable. Um, and so, yes, every reason we should be optimistic in, in Leeds and Yorkshire because we've got a strong underlying economy and we've got some fantastic people, but we can't afford to leave people behind in the recovery. So the attention has to be on how are we gonna make sure that those people have got the skills that they need to be able to get into the growth areas of the economy um, and the access to the networks to really help them. And that's, that's the, that's the caveat, Liz, I'd say, is that it won't be any good in three years time if Leeds has bounced back, but we've actually widened that gap even more. And if you still have that number of people claiming universal credit and not got the skills to take the jobs that do become exactly. available. Exactly. I think, yeah. um, Simon, for you and me, that's been one of our biggest worries the whole way through yes. uh, the last year where we've been thinking about what the recovery looks like. But I think that maybe the COVID um, pandemic has made us think of the future and start to plan what we need to do. And reskilling is probably one of those big areas that both you and local government and national government really need to take uh, stock of. Where are the jobs of the future? What are the companies of the future? And that's maybe where the help should be. Mm, I'd agree with that, Simon. I think yeah. that uh, we have got to spend 
a lot of kind of brain power, really getting to grips with where are the green jobs that are going to help with the climate emergency and how do we support people to get the skills and, um, you know, to get into those jobs? Um, How do we make sure that the digital sector jobs are not just available to those people that have already had a good education, you know, that that access to like lots of education, Mm -hmm. but but there's a diverse workforce in digital. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, yeah, how do we, how do we encourage people to choose areas that they might not have considered before, like care, for example, health and care, where we've seen a really positive um, kind of situation during COVID where people actually want to go into those careers because they've seen the value of them. So how do we build on that? Because in the past, we have struggled to encourage people to choose those career options as well. Um, and the reality is that there is going to be ongoing demand for those types of roles as well. And what would you like to see the central government do to help you in that recovery? On the skills agenda or generally? Well, no, I mean, I would be wider than that. If, if you, from your advantage of Leeds, were to ask central government to do anything, what would it be? Uh, I, well, sitting in local government, it won't surprise you <laughs> for me to say back local government. Um, yeah. I think local government has really shown its value through COVID-19. I would say a lot of people have now understood what local government does. You know, we provide social care. We don't just we, we empty your bins. Yes, but we provide social care. We're there for communities at their most vulnerable, you know, in terms of trying to make sure that we provided food to people that were struggling to get access to food during lockdown and supporting shielded individuals. We're there for your business when your business, you know, is in difficulty in terms of getting business grants out. But also if your business is growing and providing business support to you and signposting, we're there to help promote your, you know, your city as a tourist destination. You know, we you know local government is so rich and it delivers so much enhancement to our lives um and i think covid has sort of ex- hopefully helped people see some of that um and i kind of i really hope that actually the population and central government recognize that and then uh vote more in local elections mm. and and back local government as a as a route to really help with economic recovery very interesting point, and I think that many, for many people, local government is about bins, parking, and dog poo, maybe pavements occasionally, <laughs> and we've really got to get past that concept, that perception. But I must um, say, to be fair to Eve, you stand out when you're researching <laughs> cities, you, are, you stand out in a way that and other cities may not, as a person who is working for the infrastructure, for the digital economy, for businesses and uh, for that Leeds should be highly praised. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you, Eve. Um, good luck with it all. Uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again. Uh, yeah, see maybe how- let's yes. check in in a year or so yes. and see that where we're be, at. That yes. would be great. That would be really, really yes. good. Um, so thank you very much thank indeed you. for talking to us. We will talk to you again. Um, good luck with uh, your recovery framework. And uh, if it's really working, then I think there's a template that perhaps we could share. Um, and thank you for joining us on the Back in Business podcast. Mm-hmm.